Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I'm, I'm back on the mainland. Back on the mainland, yeah. Y- yeah, man. The Howley Returns. Oh, dude, it was tough coming back. Just, uh, uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, literal paradise. Literally, probably the most beautiful place I've ever been to. It's I a, I, I want to hear about it, man. Had a blast, dude. Had a blast. And uh, oh man, where to begin? Um, surprisingly, we didn't do much because <laughs> we had all these plans. Mm-hmm. We were gonna go. We were gonna go snorkeling. We were gonna go deep sea fishing. We were gonna go jet skiing. <laughs> didn't didn't do any of that shit. Just just played it by ear every day. Uh, every day basically wound up uh just us getting in the ocean in the morning yeah. every every morning yep. every morning and it, because you know we were messed up on the time zones it's three hours uh earlier than what we are here in california so we were waking up at like 5 a.m every morning and 6 six thirty in the morning we're both just in the ocean so you're trying to lead me to believe that you wake up at 8 a.m normally yeah yeah i do really yeah, I, I wake up about eight. Oh, I didn't have yeah. you pegged for like a regular time kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I go to bed about two, wake up at eight. I get about six hours a night. That's probably not enough, but uh, yeah, I don't sleep late. I mean, every now and then I'll sleep late, but uh, even with nothing to do, I just mm-hmm. <laughs> my body just wakes up. But yeah, so we're waking up five, six o'clock every morning, and uh, in the ocean, you know, six, seven o'clock, just. Spend about thirty minutes every morning. Just and it's already warm. Flopping around. I'm yeah. doing. I'm doing cartwheels. I'm doing handstands. Oh yeah. Back backflips. Working on my uh, my backstroke. Working on just floating it's good on my exercise. Back. Yeah, yeah, dude. Could you? Are you good? Can you float on your back pretty good? <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't. I've never really tried too much. Like that's just a, a technique I never go to when I'm in the water, but I was just like, let me, let me goof around here. And yeah, I, I was able to just completely float, you know, I'd keep my arms out kind of in a Jesus Christ pose yeah, and, uh, mm. just floating. Just, yeah. 
just floating, dude. And uh, absolutely just gorgeous. It was so beautiful there. And the other thing, too, uh, had a nice hotel, nice balcony. We are probably a football field length from the water. So, uh, you know, close mm-hmm. enough to where when we'd sleep with the uh, sliding glass door, the balcony door open. Sure. And just hearing those waves crashing all through the night. Yeah. It was like nature's sleep app, man. It was awesome. I I am – like the floating thing, that's one of the most mm-hmm. peaceful. I mean, the salt water helps. Mm-hmm. You know, makes you more buoyant. But that's where mm-hmm. I could like, oh, it just you know, if you if the waves aren't too much and going over mm-hmm. you or anything, you just breathe deep and relax. Yeah. You have to relax to be able to do it. Yeah. So you're forced to relax, and then you're just floating. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Dude, it was so great. It was so great. Um, can I say I'm glad you didn't do jet skis? It's not really the the vibe. I don't. I think they kind of frown on it down there. Yeah, I kind of felt that. I kind of. I and I totally get that. You know the the noise you it got makes turtles and, all that. and stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, I looked into it. There were some places where we could have rented a spot uh, a jet ski, but yeah, for whatever reason, it wasn't really that. I wasn't like cognizant of like what you just said, but I think instinctually I was just like, "Eh, there's so much else to do here. Maybe we hold off on that." Yeah, it's like taking a dirt bike through a national park. It's kind of like, well, yeah. let's leave this one alone. Yeah, you don't want to be that turd. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely, we're going to snorkel. Didn't get a chance to go out there. It was just every day started with us in the ocean. And then get this. I I think I told you we were going to do this. Uh, Rented the Mustang convertible. (coughs) Yeah, you had that bright green. Oh, boy. V8 5.0. Dude, talk about, it was like a jet ski on the road. Oh, you had the real, the the strong one. Yes, we had the, um, uh, the GT. Yeah. Okay. 5. Not the old rent in the normal rental car, single exhaust kind of. No, that's I think what I rented, and then they upgraded me. This guy was like, "Here, eh, tell you what," okay. he's he's like, "You a car guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, kind of." He goes, well, "I'll tell you what, <laughs> we got this one here," and he told us, you know, some technique. He's like, "We we this one's much more expensive, but they price it up that way. That way, we'll always have it around. You know, not a lot of people want to pay this much for it. So I I paid like mm-hmm. the standard base model rate, but uh, hooked me up with the 5.0 V8, dude. I've never driven. Uh, I don't think I've ever driven a Mustang, yeah. much less a convertible, much less a 5.0 V8. Well, okay. Long story short, <laughs> real talk. <laughs> Katie is currently in the market for a Mustang. <laughs> She, yeah, she got on she, it. She got on it, huh? She she loved it more than I did. We split time with it. You know, one day I drive, next day she drive. But she's she was obsessed with it, and she's literally like all weekend been looking at Mustangs online. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, it's not the most practical vehicle, and she's like, what do I care? It's fun. <laughs> and, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if she's going to get one, but uh, it made an impact on both of us. Was it the sucker. convertible aspect, or was the car? It was. It was both. It was the V eight and the convertible. Like, and I've always like. To me, there's nothing more annoying in the world than like the loud Harley Davidson or the fucking the little tuner guys that are way too loud. Yeah. Like, I get not wanting to draw that kind of attention and being loud and obnoxious. That being said, it was fucking awesome, and even the sound, like. Just the sense of like when you crank it up, just like oh, I get it. I've never been, I've never been much of a car guy. I've always, you know, 
I've talked about that before. Like it's hard to be a car guy when you can only afford the bare minimum. Yeah. But even even within that, I as you know, I've always been more of a Jeep guy, younger in, in my younger days, and SUVs and trucks and whatnot. So I mean, I've owned a cup. I, I've owned a couple of cars my whole life. I had that Lexus uh, yeah. 10 years ago that I loved. But I've never really been like a car car guy. Um, that being said, I've never driven a V8 convertible before. And, dude, it, it was like I mean, I'm sa- <laughs> I feel like a shithead to say that's that's probably my favorite part of the trip <laughs> was driving around in the Mustang. Was ripping around the convertible. Oh, man. I just took it out every day. Um it was just awesome. So yeah, in the ocean every morning, uh, midday, top down, riding around in the Mustang, going to get some poke. Uh, dude, I did all this research, all these restaurants I was going to eat at. Uh, I ate at Food Line, Foodland Grocery Store almost every day. <laughs> they, all the locals even said like, "Oh yeah, they have the best poke." It's but like their that, little like- re- regional chain grocery store. But if you're going to chill out, like some, it's a different style of vacationing. Some people go and they mm-hmm. want to see all the sights. Like some people want to just go. Like I just want to sit here. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the wind blow through the palm trees. I want to mm-hmm. hear the waves crashing on the beach. I want my belly mm-hmm. full. And that's yep. all. Like maybe that's all you need out of the trip. You know, it worked for me. It's all I needed. It was phenomenal. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Here's a curveball for you. I was uh, so excited. To do the road to Hana, gotta say, hmm. it was beautiful. It wasn't pleasurable. It wasn't leisurely. You've done it. D- just too many hairpin turns. It was just. Oh, no, you've got to be on point. Yeah. Yeah, it was taxing. It was like, ugh, okay, this is beautiful, but it's kind of starting to suck. <laughs> and. Like, well, again, but you gotta, like that's a, so you got to stop. You got to enjoy the little waterfalls and everything. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We were the the strategy was because we had, I even downloaded those apps. I got I paid I paid like thirty dollars for this big package of apps with the tours and stuff. And there's like forty stops that you could make on the way. And I was just I'm always paranoid about time. I, I just hate being stuck too far out and then I get tired and then you gotta oh we got three hour drive home. So we we're like, let's mm-hmm. drive straight to Hana without stopping. Cause I wanted to go get that Huli Huli chicken. Yeah. So it's like let's just drive straight. We won't really stop. Plus they like every place you could stop was kind of crowded. Yeah. So it's like we'll drive straight there and then on the way back we'll stop. Well, by the time we got to Hana and hey, I, by the way, couldn't find the Huli Huli chicken spot. Oh, really? I, I yeah, couldn't find it. I thought I, I pulled into this one like uh, food truck park, and I was like, "Well, this has got to be it," and it wasn't there. And I wound up getting something else. It was good, but anyway, didn't get the Huli Huli mm-hmm. chicken. But point was, we'll drive straight there, we'll get lunch, and then on the way back, we'll make our stops. But by the time we finished lunch, it, we both were like, "Eh, kind of ready to get home," and. Yeah. Uh, just all those hairpin turns, and as you oh, know, that's all what they the, say. They say you got to start early and know that it's yeah. going to be a long day. If you're doing that to yeah. come back, like we were yeah. going, we were staying out there. But if you're coming back, it's a long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't stop anywhere other than in Hana to eat lunch, and the trip was still five hours round trip, five maybe six hours. But uh, and then all those damn one way bridges, one lane bridges. Yeah, you know, and you, you got to wave at the other well, guy. Well, you're, like you're, you're, you're in a convertible, man. You're enjoying yeah. the jungle, a tropical no, jungle, I, on a convertible. 
No, I know. And it was, it was beautiful, but you know, those hairpin turns, like it was just such a more taxing physically and mentally taxing than I was anticipating. Now, what we did find the next day, we stayed in Walea, which is mm-hmm. uh, South Maui. The, the trip from Walea to uh, Lahaina on the West coast, dude, now that was more our speed. Kind of a straight shot just along the coast the whole time. You're driving up there. You got the ocean on your left, mountains on your right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that we did that. We did that the next day and loved that trip so much that we did that like two or three more times before we left. Like just for no reason. Let's just drive back to Lahaina just so we could have that commute. And dude, that was amazing. It's amazing. That and the poke. Uh, we were there eight days. I'm not shitting you. Uh, I did the math. I uh, ate 12 pounds of poke in eight days. <laughs> it, was, it was the best stuff I've ever had. I thought I liked poke around here. Uh, that stuff out there was just so fresh and perfect that it just made what I'm eating in L.A. just taste like dog food. It was insane. I had this. <laughs> I, f- I found this one that I loved. Korean salmon. Just just raw salmon chopped up, tossed in like this Korean chili oil stuff. Oh my god, dude! I told you before, like that's absolutely number one on my power rankings of of food um, taste to health ratio. Like, there's nothing that I enjoy more that's <laughs> also somewhat healthy. Taste to health ratio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything that's healthy kind of sucks. Everything that I love is terribly unhealthy. Yeah, but I, no, I, I, no, I finally I get what you're found talking some. about. I that makes that something. makes sense. Yeah, like like yeah. I, I was talking. I was hanging out with Shane Torres because we were recording our show today and just talking about like I I wish like why does everything I like is terrible? Like I wish mm-hmm. I could change my 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 sense of taste or something or like figure mm-hmm. out how to appreciate healthier food mm-hmm. in a way. But the same thing you're saying, like taste health profile, it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I literally nothing even comes close other than sushi, which is pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh nothing comes close. Like like when I'm eating the poke, it doesn't feel like I'm eating a healthy lunch. Like, oh I'll eat healthy today. And it was like, no, that's the destination. I'm I'm leaving the hotel to go find poke. And it's I mean, I'm sure there's calories and stuff and like some of the oil that they use, but uh overall, like you're just eating cut up raw fish. It's gotta be Got to be healthy, right? But yeah, dude, I couldn't What's get your, enough. Rachel and I were talking about the idea of like a sushi burrito, and I'm like, I think the reason sushi works is it's the bite size. Like, oh, all mm-hmm. the flavors work together in this bite. I just, as much as I want to be open minded about food, I feel like that's I, I in my head, it's like oh, it's just a whole, like just it's just like a fish, like a whole f- dead fish. And a tortilla. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Makes me think of, like, what if you could do, like, a lobster roll, but with sushi or sashimi. I wonder if that would work. But I still, like you said, I, I wonder if the bread would take away from the the bite-sized fish. Yeah, it's like too, it's too much raw fish to regulate with your own uh, enjoyment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Splurge one night and uh, got some Roos Chris to go. <laughs> In Hawaii? 
Yeah. After all that fish, I was like, boy, I should. Because we were where we were staying was literally like uh, like a five minute walk from um, the shops at Walea, and they had a uh, Roos Chris there, and I love a Roos Chris. And uh, so splurged, and you know, usually if I'm going to drop that kind of coin on a on a meal, mm-hmm. I'm going to dine in and get the whole experience. But it's like, fuck it, we're on vacation. Got a big steak. Got some scallop potatoes. Got the whole nine yards. Took it home or took mm-hmm. it to the hotel. Of and this this is an epidemic, by the way, in the entire food industry. Uh, takeout food, delivery food with no utensils. Yes, why would someone with a hotel address getting takeout, why would they need utensils? But uh, anyway, did give me utensils. I got to ask so, uh, how many people are getting takeout from Ruth, Ruth's Chris. That's true. That's true. Like, what are you going you to get into a, a sirloin with a plastic fork and knife? Well, yeah, even a plastic one. Probably I got to put, put this one on you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, Good thing I brought my little stubby knife that you got me for Christmas last year. And uh, sitting in the hotel room, just eating a $60 ribeye, cutting it up with a little pocket knife. Well, you could ask the hotel. You're in a nice hotel. Yeah, I didn't feel like going all the way back down. And I was like, yeah, I got my pocket knife. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then I had to clean it. I I told Katie the next morning, I I got ribeye in my pocket knife. Where are the Q-tips? I didn't want to go to get a fork and knife from the lobby to eat the steak I got to go. We're on the ninth floor. It was a long trip down. I was like, yeah, just I'll use Kyle's pocket knife. And it worked out. Worked out great. Worked out great. I ate some I ate some dog shit food too. A couple of meals were really underwhelming. Let me really? tell you something. I'm I'm done with uh, uh, mahi mahi. What a stupid, boring, dry fish that is. <laughs> oh, Good but it's Lord. so nice to say it twice. Yeah, mahi mahi. I'd rather eat my shoe. It was just so boring. And, like, I had a couple people recommend this one place. I'll throw them under the bus. Coconuts. Just the most <laughs> generic hospital food bullshit I've ever had. I want to see what I'm looking Lord. up. Coconuts. Oh, just, hey. just garbage. Coconuts in, in Maui. Let's see. Coconuts. I'd rather, I'm going to go to the grocery store and get some raw fish. I'd be much more satisfied. Co- coconuts. Oh, it sucked. Well, it was the day after uh, the Hana, trip to Hana, and I was pissed that I didn't find the Huli Huli chicken. And then the menu at Coconuts already looked like shit, but they had this one thing called Island Chicken. And I'm like, well, that's got to be similar to this Huli Huli chicken I hear so much yeah. about. You know, thought maybe I'd get a nice, you know, rotisserie chicken leg or thigh <clears throat> with, you know, nice oh, yeah. tropical sauce. Oh, yeah, just from sauce. the graphic design oh, of this place, oh. I, don't, I wouldn't trust it. Oh, it was just, it was... Uh, it tasted like Subway chicken. Just came all sliced up. Just, just a little couple little grilled chicken strips. Ugh, just garbage. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know why I'm being so negative about that. But yeah, other than the coconuts, it was a great trip. I mean, it's named after a cat. <laughs> they named it after their cat. Who's named yeah, coconut. a cat named Coconut Francis. My other kid adopted him for me as a Father's Day gift in 2001. He enjoys days lounging in the sun and is the namesake of Coconut's Fish Cafe. Coconut oh, yeah. passed away in 2017 after 16 years of friendship. Oh, now I feel bad. Probably killed himself because he ate too much island chicken. <laughs> yeah, this place does not look like the spot for authentic. But I had like three people recommend it. I'm like, maybe you're just playing a joke on me. I had some people online before I left reach out. 
and and, and then I yeah, had a couple a locals. Bad. I had like a bartender. Uh, <laughs> maybe you got a bad bad batch. Did you go to any fun any fun bars? Any fun nightlife? No, not really. Uh, had a nice bar in the hotel. Went down there a couple times. I love the big open, like the big spacious lobby of some of these grand hotels. You know, mm-hmm. big big bar. But yeah, hung out there. But yeah, it didn't they had a uh, poolside bar in one of the pools? Did that? That was fun. This place we stayed at had like nine or ten like elaborate swimming pools. Uh, had like the little lazy river. Oh, dude, it was great. It was it was a lot of fun, man. I'm 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 glad. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that the trip was good. I was gonna bother you during it, but I'm like, nah, just let me have. I don't need pictures of what you're doing every day, dude. Look, but at, I was uh, we're daydreaming, getting on Zillow, looking at places in Maui. Oh, that happens. That happens to uh, when you're like, I'll just be part of the problem if I do that. And for most people, that w- you would be like, well, you can't afford that. But uh, I live in Los Angeles, and uh, it's it's crazy when you become accustomed to Los Angeles real estate, and then you look at what other real estate, even in p- exotic places like Maui, you're like, oh, that's literally cheaper than the market value, market rate of L.A. real estate. <clears throat> yeah, but you got the cost of living out there is incredibly high because it's an island. Yeah. Also, people, like, yeah. it was funny talking, uh, I forget who it was. One of Chris Sharpentier's friends when we were out there, and he was living there, I think, going to grad school, and he's like, you, you get island fever. Yeah, you I've start heard to that. feel disconnected mm-hmm. from what everybody else is doing in the world and being able to, like, you know, that's your, I, I truly feel like I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Well, I was thinking, you know, we've talked in the past about living abroad or whatever. Like, this would kind of be... I don't know if the best of both worlds is the right phrase, but, like, do you know what I'm saying? You'd feel removed from all the chaos, but yet you still have the, I don't know if it's safety or comfort of U.S. citizenship. <laughs> you know, it, it like, geographically, it's a foreign land. Yeah. So you it would kind of scratch that itch, but you still feel connected enough because you're still technically in America. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's like you know. If, well, was it Willie Nelson lives out, lives out there? Yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah, he's got he's got a place in Maui. Oprah Winfrey and, uh, allegedly. Oh, really? I mean, they think these people have homes. I don't know if they just live out there, but they. Yeah, probably second or third home. But yeah, I think I looked that up. I think Willie lives in is it Paella? Am I pronouncing that right? I know Paella is a Paella. Yeah, no Paella. Yeah. But but that's that first town on the road to Maui. So yeah, it's a little hippie town way. up there. Mm-hmm. Well, what? So, all right. So you're back. Mm-hmm. Are you bummed out being back? I would. Get, I always get bummed out when I come back. <laughs> well, no, we got bummed out the last day. The last day, we we just had so much fun, and I didn't really make this connection at the time. But uh, I don't know if I told you this before we left. But um, this, uh, Katie and I have known each other for ten years. This is the first time we've ever flown together. Really? Like we've traveled, yeah, we've traveled together. We've did, had a bunch of trips together, but it's either us driving somewhere or like you know I'm out on tour and then she'll fly and meet me and then we'll drive home or something. So we've done a lot of tours, but it's the first time we've ever flown together, and I it never dawned on me. My especially as a big guy, every time I'm on, on an airplane and coach, I'm always just 
you know, self-conscious. I'm trying not to spill over into my neighbor's seat. I'm always just just crammed in there. And then we were like, oh, shit, let's get rid of this armrest. And it was just a yeah, cuddle party for five just, hours. Just get cozy. I've never been able to cuddle the person next to me on an airplane. It's awesome. Well, I mean, I think you've been able to. You've just shown restraint. <laughs> but uh, I've definitely had people fall say. asleep on my shoulder. Or I've fallen. Oh, like, really? I know I've fallen asleep and I think been nudged off of some strangers mm-hmm. in the past. <laughs> but yeah, that last day we were both like, "Ah, oh, this is, this is, it sucks that we have to go home because, uh, and well, what I was going to say is most of the time when I'm traveling, I'm excited to get home because, you know, I, I miss Katie or I've been on the road too long or whatever. But, uh, yeah, to, to really get those last day of vacation blues, we and we were both like, "This is so stupid." We we're so lucky that we got to take this trip. Why are we sitting around bummed yeah. out today? But it was. It was like, ah, oh, back to reality. But yeah. I had to remind Let's Katie go over we, what your reality is. Yeah, our reality's pretty good. I'm not going back to work at the baked bean factory in Paducah, Kentucky. So yeah, my my reality's pretty good. If that's what complain. you told people, I actually work at a baked bean factory. I've been saving up for years for this trip. <laughs> oh man did but you meet yeah, any it, fun it, people did you kick it with strangers at all or no i don't think so um i mean katie met uh katie's never met a stranger like all the little shops and stuff she got yeah. she, she befriended all these little shopkeepers um but no didn't really you know connect with anybody just uh you know what was also great about where we stayed uh, and I don't know why, but almost no kids. Even though this place mm-hmm. is very kid conducive, like they're like all the pools and they had water slides. And, but uh, yeah, and right in the middle of summer, we were really expecting a lot of uh, vacationing families with kids, but very few kids. That was nice. Well, but yeah, just a I'm, just a great uh, trip. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm glad. Well, while you were gone, some significant events happened. Yeah, what, uh, what's been which, going down with which you? Should, which should be in our wheel. Me? Nothing. Yeah. Just dumb shit. I, was, I really was going to reach out to you about that uh, Highland Park thing. I hope nobody you knew was involved in that. No. I mean, buddy, look at all the shootings that happen in Chicago on yeah. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this, like 4th this of was, July. Yeah, like, it, it, it is one of those things where I, I hate agreeing with, uh, you know, a side I despise. But we're like, yeah, well, what about all the other shootings that yeah. happened in Chicago? Mm-hmm. And this one was just, oh, it's it's newsworthy because it's <laughs> a white you know, a white dude doing yep. terrorist shit, shooting into a crowd of strangers, which also happens on the south side. But it's black people shooting at black people and does not get the coverage. Mm-hmm. Um 
anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't think we needed to go into that. We're doing fun, man. Yeah. They fa- first off, let's talk about the Georgia Guidestones being blown up by. I don't know if they figured out who did it yet. I'm assuming some uh, Christian ding dong who thinks it's a new world order. Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, I think idiots are being emboldened right now. I was thinking about that too. Who would have motivation to do that? Is it is it Christians who think it's uh, some new world order hoodoo voodoo uh, bullshit? I don't. You know, you don't want to speculate that way. But like p- the fact that people are like, "This is a, a a totem to the new world order." Like, what is it? Does the government know nothing, or are they are they all involved to control the population and the future of the planet? Hmm. Like which which one is it? You can't yeah. have both. You can't be the that's government true. so stupid and the god. That's why I don't. That's why I want smaller government because the government can't fix the roads. Or that's why I don't want uh, public health, like you know, nationalized health care because government doesn't know what they're doing. But also, there's a new world order made up of mm-hmm. uh, the deep state elites that will control the population and how we intake information. It's like you don't get to have both. Yeah, you don't get to believe in both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I mean, it could be somebody that thinks that, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if if we're just getting more news stories. Well, it is. We're getting more news stories because of the Internet. But then this shit was probably happening before you heard about it. And it's the same as somebody who, you know, probably spray paints a Catholic church because they're pissed off about the Roe versus Wade thing. That's that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Which you should fuck them. Fuck the Catholic Church. Like <laughs> <Yeah>, fuck. <laughs> Not advocating violence, but trust me, if they can afford all that other, if they can afford the Vatican, they can afford a power washer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just consider it baptizing the church. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, they say. They don't have much. Oh, this is an independent article. I'm trying to get see if they found anybody of uh, who may have done it. I can't. Uh, let's see. We got that's a Fox News article, but yeah, I, I don't know who would have done it. A room. It's here. Well, this is according to Fox News. Have you seen the video? Have you seen the security footage of? You can see the person. No, that's doing. what I'm. That's what I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I can watch an ad of these fucking assholes on Fox News. It was just one of the things that came up quick. Uh, uh, shows video of someone leaving an explosive device next to a rural monument. Conservative Christians criticize as satanic. Everything satanic they don't agree with. Of course. Anything they don't understand. Mm-hmm. I told you Which about is, the time. Which uh, is <laughs> everything. I went to a uh, youth church lecture when I was like 14, mm-hmm. and it was two hours of some dickhead telling us that Pearl Jam and the Smashing Pumpkins are satanic. It's like, man, y'all can go fuck yourself. You're you're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid if you think modern alternative radio rock is fucking satanic just because it's secular. Ugh. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't think anybody listening to this is in the corner of the, of, of, uh, the Christian right defending... The fear mongering. Why don't we get back to this? And we've gone over it before. Fine, go over everything in the Bible. Then go. Yeah. Then if you're going to go literal on the, don't cherry pick. Go literal on everything. Put women out yeah. to the field when they're under period. Get, mm-hmm. If you're going to commit to that, you're a lunatic. Yeah. 
as I was trying to make a joke about how I think it's like you have to swear on a Bible in court to tell the truth. I'm like, oh, this book of caveman stories that a bunch of <laughs> uh, that a bunch of wine drunk old timey <laughs> goobers retold over and over again so nobody knows the real meaning <laughs> oh this is the book of truth yes this uh-huh. book of truth yes these these fables that got retold by prehistoric booze bags matthew mark luke and john yeah. Yeah. in the middle east <laughs> ronnie bobby ricky and mike uh, had uh, <laughs> had yeah. some jams yeah, yeah. so I, I i was thinking about that i think it is just somebody it just like just small minded, small minded, fearful people because the world's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world's always changing, but now we're yeah. more aware of. Now you get the internet, so you get to see how much it's changing. And wow, oh, there's there's a cartoon for kids where gay people kiss. I better blow up this. Thing. Didn't Ted Turner put it there? Wasn't it a Ted Turner what? thing? We discuss- <laughs> I thought what? we discussed. I thought we discussed that. Did we? Ted Turner, what would his involvement be with that? For those who don't remember, uh, we did do an episode years ago yeah. about this. It's one of our first episodes, but uh, in Elbert County, Georgia, not far from Athens, Georgia, uh, I think it appeared in like 79 or 80 for the first time. Just these six giant marble slabs. I think it's, is it marble or granite? But anyway, six mm-hmm. giant slabs. They're each like 19 feet tall. And they've got basically a list of, uh, of 10 instructions. And they're uh, written in eight different languages. And I'll go over these real quick. Uh, one, this is the most interesting. Uh, I don't know if you would call these commandments or commands or whatever, but uh, the first one is maintain mm. humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So I, I always found that interesting, like so, right, population let's, control. Let's, let's go, yeah. How would people interpret it as something negative? See, that's mm-hmm. the New World Order saying they're going to eliminate part of the human race. Mm-hmm. No, it's just the world can only sustain so many of us. Yeah. It's and suggesting I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Down. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Um, yeah, too many, too many fatsos, Mm -hmm. too many Mm -hmm. tubbos. Yeah. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Okay, so that might fall under some new world order stuff as far as a one world government or a one world language. Without the obvious reason of like, oh yeah, communication's difficult. If people mm-hmm. don't know, we can easily spun into some paranoid shit if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I'm still on board with all these things. Yeah. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, <clears throat> and all things with tempered reason. Mm-hmm. So meaning, especially there with the oh. faith... Yeah, pump the brakes, tempered, you religious yeah. fruitcakes. Yeah, use some fucking common sense, maybe. Uh, let's see, number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. And that one's oh, no. going to shit as we yeah. speak. Uh, yeah. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay, so that's that's a little NWO-ish. Uh, number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. great advice. Uh, eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. 
Okay, I like that. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a website called Curious Archive, and their interpretation of that is, the infinite here means the supreme being, whose will is manifest in the working of the cosmos, if we will seek for it. I guess some idea of a god or higher being. Mm-hmm. And lastly, number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Too leave late. room for Yeah, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. <laughs> they, they, mm-hmm. they put that there twice. And... Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> this it's is from weird. somewhere, because these went up when? Uh, 1979, I believe. Okay. I think it was 79. 79 or 80, I think it was 79. That stuck with me. I had a, I mean, take it with a grain of salt as a philosophy course at community college. But this is old, long, <clears throat> white-bearded hippie guy. Mm-hmm. Who was like? I remember him making a statement. He's like, "If if human beings become the cancer of the earth, the earth will eliminate us, mm-hmm. or will eliminate ourselves to keep that na- nature will take over." Yeah. Whether you know whether it be a a, a plague or so, something, or we do it to ourselves, nature will regulate it if we mm-hmm. don't regulate it ourselves. Yeah. And that stuck with me. I mean, I get. Too much more why he said that, but. Yeah, it makes sense. I was thinking a lot about that, not to get all (laughs) spiritual and hippy-dippy, but every morning I'm just standing in this beautiful ocean, Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a reminder of like, I know this is obvious, you know, year one philosophy shit, but just it's just a reminder of how minuscule and how unimportant we are individually and just how powerful the earth, like, I've always loved the ocean. It's the biggest thing on Earth. It's, I mean, if you the think Pacific about Pacific Ocean, yeah. It's just insane. Like, Yeah, it's a little upsetting talk- when you see a piece of trash from Japan that made it all the way. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, oh, this is a weird thing. We're like, oh, it's it. That floated over from Asia, made it across yeah. the biggest thing. Garbage made it across the biggest thing. I was trying to think why... The water was so beautiful and clear there in Maui. I guess it's obvious is it's probably, I, I don't know, I'm assuming there's not as much uh, aquatic traffic, not as much. I mean, although there is, they do have everything shipped in over there. But, like, I was trying to figure out why Long Beach's water was so goddamn disgusting and why Maui <laughs> looked like heaven uh, on earth. I, I don't know. Did you see the power plant right there in Long Beach? <laughs> yeah. The oil refinery, whatever it is there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I think like just a large coastline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, listen, I'm going to talk on my ass as we do, but about like you know to the tides and this and that. But if you just have a few islands that water can come by and then keep passing through, versus a large landmass where it's going to run up to it and stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like the western coast of the United, like water's going to get to it and stop. Mm-hmm. Not stop, but like all the shit that's floating towards it stops there. Whereas an island, it goes around it. it floats around. Yeah, but again, it's it's. I'm, I'm sure it has to deal with what's kind of sediment is in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much of the beaches are man-made beaches or like deposited sand. Yeah, where I like, don't you know. ever be? I've been to like you walk out a few feet and then you're just in mud. Mm-hmm. I haven't had yeah. that in California. Mm-hmm. Really, but I think about like 
lakes and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. That was so beautiful. Mm. We uh, we drove out on some old lava field. Some I forgot the name of it, but uh, there was some nature reserve just south of Walea. Uh, not far from, if you know the area, McKenna Beach. And I don't know if we were on a volcano or this was just old lava from an old volcano, but like just this field with just all this black lava rock. I mean, there was there was mm-hmm. kind of a gravel road that had, had, they had uh, constructed that went out there for several miles. But man, just middle of nowhere, surrounded by black lava rock. It, that was uh, a scene and an environment I'd never been in. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, we we went to the Black Sand Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a field like that up here. I remember driving through it in Oregon. But we, I mean, just today driving, like you see Mount St. Helens. It's not you see it from the highway. Like oh, you see Mount Hood and that's pointy, mm-hmm. and Mount St. Helens, mm-hmm. which is not pointy. It's like because it yeah. exploded in like I, I think <laughs> 1980. I think it was. Um, it really blew its lid. But uh, the what was I getting at? I forgot. I was about to talk on my ass. Um, yeah. Volcanoes, lava. Well, you know, just the understanding. I mean, it's a very Zen thing to understand how minuscule you are, mm-hmm. and you can you can spin that into well, what's the point of being a good person if it doesn't matter? Uh, but you can. That's again, there's a big philosophical question of like, how do you have morality without? Religion and the answer is like, well, I don't need a fake idea of a devil to make me want to be a good person. I don't f- feel good if I'm not being a good person. Exactly. And I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not a great person. I know I'm no. not a great person. <laughs> but yeah, the satisfaction of knowing that you at least had attempted to do the right thing, as opposed to just a perpetual shithead yeah. who's constantly trying to fuck people over. Yeah, just being shady. And again, I, yeah, I don't know what morally, you know, what what happened to them or is in them that's like, no, I'm the, I'm important. If we mm-hmm. if we are here for a short time, then I'm going to be take advantage and be sinister to make my existence better. And if you don't have a fear of something terrible in the afterlife, yeah, what stops from somebody from just who taught them who taught them that it doesn't like to not feel bad about being that way. Mm-hmm. So maybe is that, in a weird way, good to teach your kids some sort of religion early on to just give them guilt? I don't like it. Catholic guilt sucks, but it also sticks with you to make you think about when you've been a bad person. Well, what about something as simple and pedestrian as the golden rule? Like, even if you took religion out of it, hey, I'm going to try to do the right thing so other people maybe do the right thing towards me. I'm not going to steal from this guy because I don't want anybody to steal from me or what a fill in the blank. And I think that's people turn that into like, well, I'm not going to let myself be a victim. So if you're a victim, that's your fault. So I'm going to steal from you because you didn't take the precautions to not be stolen from. I Mm. did. And I'm just trying to play that role, like to try and figure out why you would justify being a piece of shit, you know? Just like I heard long ago, this is, I forgot whose quote this was, but it, this stuck with me, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but the concept of, um, what am I trying to say? If you don't, if you, if you don't 
tell lies, you don't have to have a great memory or something. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the person who's always lying, how stressful must that be to always have these different stories in your head? And, well, okay, what did I tell Kyle? Okay, what did I tell Katie? Like, like no, just fucking tell the truth to everybody and, and you could sleep at night. Oh, yeah. You do more work trying to get out of work than if you just did the work. Yeah. You stress out more trying to tell lies, getting away with something, than if you just were honest and got through it. Like, let's do the Band-Aid thing. Mm -hmm. Think about people that are, like, in miserable relationships that just put off Mm -hmm. more and more. And it just gets more and more difficult the longer you go on. Yeah, what's the point? It was the same thing, you know, not the same idea, but somebody saying like, well, I wish I would have started whatever I wanted to do so many years ago, but you didn't. So start it today. Cause if you, yeah. you could say the same thing tomorrow, if you don't do it today. Yeah. It's a real feel good podcast today. Huh? <laughs> um, um, in I other know, news, man. I want to know. Yeah. The- we got Georgia Guidestones. Good news uh-huh. for old Dave Stone though. Go for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I, you, you heard this story. Now, as I'm reading this, it feels like it might be bullshit. But uh, this dude claims he found a Bigfoot skull. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know this guy. I don't know any YouTubers, but uh, Coyote Peterson, you ever heard of this dude? I guess no. he's a YouTuber. I don't um, know any YouTubers. I guess, he, I guess he also has a show on Animal Planet called Brave Wilderness. It's, but, uh, uh, it's he, wild that people's livelihood... Uh, it's wild that the people that find these things, it's that their livelihood depends on them finding these things. That's true. How convenient. That being said, you could argue that these guys or whomever that are out there looking and, you know, traipsing around the woods looking for this shit, that they might find stuff sooner than the average person who doesn't go out and look for mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this dude, Coyote Peterson, he claims he found a large primate skull in British Columbia. And uh, already some scientists are chiming in saying, nah, that's just mm-hmm. a, not only is it a gorilla skull, it's a fake cast of a gorilla skull. Because if you argue that it's a natural gorilla skull, then you could say, well, there's never been gorillas in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But uh, this one scientist thinks it's uh, total bullshit. He says it's a, a cast uh, of, a, yeah. of a fake skull. But anyway, I guess they'll test it eventually and then we'll know. That's I've always I've been following. Gotta have content when you're a YouTuber. That's true. I've been, uh, as you know, a Bigfoot fan for decades. Oh, I've heard. (laughs) You've mentioned it from time to time, Dave. You always hear that people find hair and DNA and stuff, but I never hear the test results. I never hear three months later anybody come back and go, "Yeah, we got the test results," and it's not what we thought. Yeah, I think you know why. I just want to hear about like why? Why not? What about a rural mailman? Like a rural postal worker. Or somebody mm-hmm. that has to work on power lines deep in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's a story of like, I don't even go on YouTube, but I saw some wild shit that I tape with my phone. Somebody that has no stake in it. Which, I mean, there yeah. are some of those out there because nowadays everybody gets a dopamine hit from getting likes on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so what you could either try and be a good comedian that's legitimately funny or make sketches or something. You can, uh, uh, if you got big fat tits, you can just put those out there. <laughs> big butt, big fat tits. You put those out there, or you can uh, be fraudulent, be a fraudulent, or, or be like a political. I'm just going to troll and say horrible shit. 
to get people to hate me because even people hating me still means people are acknowledging I exist, which God damn, I mean, they're in Congress now. Now, now the fine states of Colorado and, and your state of Georgia has representatives who are those people. Like I'm, Mm-hmm. We don't get political, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, God damn it, Dave, Jesus. if your state reelects that mm. dizzy piece of shit. Mm. But like she didn't even pronounce, the, you know, all her things. It was in a, what'd she call it, a peach tree dish? Fuck it. Like she, yeah, she's yeah, a fucking yeah, mar- yeah. But again, <laughs> but again, and that's, but that's who's winning. And it, not to get here there, but like you, you know how to get attention. You know how to be mm-hmm. the shitty kid that stomps their feet at the mall to get the toy that you want. Mm-hmm. Which is just views now, or mm-hmm. come up with fake ghosts or anything else that you could do with some modest home equipment. So, yeah, going back to this uh, skull, the scientist Darren uh, Nayish, he's a vertebrate paleontologist and science mm-hmm. communicator in the UK. He told Live Science. That uh, the skull belonged to a gorilla, quote, this is undoubtedly a gorilla skull and is obvious from numerous uh, anatomical details and as, a verifi- and as verified by a list of experts. Also, it seems to be identical to a commercially available cast of a specific gorilla skull. Mm-hmm. So this scientist says it's uh, not only is it a gorilla skull, it's a fake gorilla skull. Uh, Coyote yeah, Pierce, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I was reading on uh, the live live science or live science article where he oh, yeah, also, this guy also says uh, this Nash says uh, on top of the theoretical questions of legality the conspiracy mongering language in Peterson's post worsens the situation mm-hmm. I'm told that Coyote Peterson does this sort of thing fairly often as clickbait and that this is a stunt done to promote an upcoming video. Maybe this is meant to be taken as harmless fun, but in an age where anti-scientific feelings and conspiracy culture are a serious problem, it, again, isn't really a good look. I think this stunt mm-hmm. has backfired. I do agree with that. It, it, we're already fighting a flood of false information in every other avenue, and the uh, it does play into it. Mm-hmm. Well, but as someone who does believe in Bigfoot... <laughs> I, mm-hmm. uh, you would okay. The argument that people who don't believe are like, well, why come we ain't found a body or at least bones? I don't really have an answer for that. But you would think eventually we would find a skull or something. Now I read years ago in one article that I vaguely remember that somebody said, "Good point. Why haven't we found a body or bones?" However. Now, I don't know if this is true, and Joe Zimmerman did a bit about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But but I read, seriously, uh, and I, I've, I've heard a couple of people make this quote about we've never found the remains of a naturally deceased bear. So does that mean bears don't exist? Obviously, we know bears exist, but uh, according to this one article I read a de- decade ago, They've made the point that, uh, yeah, science has never found the remains of a naturally deceased bear. So where do those remains go? Do they... Now, there's one theory with Bigfoot is that they bury their dead the same way humans might. I don't expect a bear to bury their dead, but maybe bears, you know, when they're in their dying days, like a lot of animals, maybe they retreat so far off into the wilderness and nook and crannies, you know, to find peace in their final days that... 
you know, maybe humans just aren't ever going to stumble upon those natural remains. I don't know. But, it, I mean, it is a, that's an argument that I can't, when people say, well, fuck it, how come we found a body? Or how come we haven't found better video? You know, like you say, why is every video so shitty and blurry? I don't, I don't yeah. have an answer to that. But if you believe in Bigfoot and you believe that they're prevalent in the Pacific Northwest, you would think eventually we might find a skull or something. I don't, I, but I think we have found. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find proof proof of finding bare bones here. So mm-hmm. okay. Uh, here's uh, one answer that says uh, this is just. Bio, uh, some biology stack exchange thing. Large predators can break up the bones to get at the marrow. This disperses the skeletons. But for the most mm-hmm. part, bones are a good source of calcium and are eaten by rodents. You can see evidence of this when you come across the gnaw marks that rodents make on the plastic boards. Maybe, okay. Um, as for the reason that human skeletons are particularly, re- particularly resistant to this discru- destruction, I have only one guess, perhaps the first stage of destruction, the dispersal by large predators is less common because these predators have been trained to avoid humans. I would also guess that many murder victims are concealed by the murderer. So large animals that die in nature are consumed. Hmm. Okay. So maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it still just comes down. Like, honestly, the idea that, Bigfoot is like a time traveler or goes to space makes more sense than that it's just a big monkey that nobody's ever found. Why does that make more sense? Because then it's like, yeah, he drops by, waves at some people, and then disappears (laughs) into a spaceship, explains the lack of proof Uh more than just like, oh, he's pretty sneaky. (laughs) But and then I take because I remember when we were hiking and it's like you see how vast the dense yeah. the Pacific Northwest can be yeah that it does like if you wanted to not be found it's pretty easy up there yeah that's why I've always believed that it's so possible that they like could only, be hiding if there's only like forty of them out there yeah yeah that's the other thing it's not like it's they're as common as coyotes or I mean. I've read statistics. Some one guy said he thinks that there's 3,500 of them. That seems like a lot. How the fuck do you come up with that number? I don't know how he came up with that with, number. With no proof of it even existing <laughs> anywhere, this guy's yeah. throwing out 3,500. Uh huh. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, that does, uh, on the surface, that does sound like a large number, but think if there were 3,500 humans. On this giant planet, how how hard it would be to find one of them, you know, s- spread out through the whole globe. Thirty five hundred is not that bit, big of a number, but it does no. sound like a big number for something is for something that nobody's ever seen ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's only twenty ghosts in the whole world, <laughs> but since they're <laughs> ghosts, they could just travel real easily. <laughs> Oh man, what if this is I hope I hope they test it. What if it is real? That would be so rad. I mean, I'm gonna 
Yeah, I'm going to have to err on a side. Again, the fact that this guy was like, the skull is in a safe place. The government's probably going to take these photos down. When I first saw that, I was like, absolutely. I'm like, nope, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You know what? I just found proof of a mythical being. What I'm going to do is put it on Instagram. Get the fuck out of here. Your name's Coyote Peterson? <laughs> I was waiting on that. You sound like you sound like you sound like a white blues guitarist that plays Thursday nights at a Chili's. Uh, opening for Blues Hammer. Yeah, yeah, Coyote oh. Peterson doing a bunch of George Thorogood covers. <laughs> Out at the TGI Fridays. <laughs> Build your own burger night. Coyote Peterson's playing. Come on down to the car show in front of the in, front of, in the Target parking lot this weekend. Yeah, why is it always going to be some Yahoo? You're right. Why can't I it wonder just be why? I wonder some, why, Dave. But that's why when there are several uh, eyewitness accounts of just regular people with no incentive or no motivation to bullshit, mm-hmm. those are the people. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I used to have a joke about it years ago, but, like, you see some goat farmer in Tibet, and he says that he saw a Yeti. That guy probably yeah. doesn't have a Instagram. That guy's probably not trying to bullshit anybody. He's yeah. just like, hey, what? This is what I saw. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't email Newsweek. He just told mm-hmm. somebody else, yeah, I saw something crazy out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What's yeah, going what's on with a- you personally? Anything fun happened while I was gone? Did you get into anything? No, I mean, I just, I just rode some bikes. Yeah, getting rad. You know, yeah, got got rad adjacent. Mm-hmm. I'm getting back there, trying to get back in shape. Been been out of the gym. Been uh, been getting at it a little bit much. Uh, but then I got nothing, man. You, I was, just, you know, you were the part of the boogie monster that was out living that life this week. I just stayed back <laughs> stateside, watched it all go to shit for a while. <laughs> So uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about don't worry about me. Uh, nah, I, not, nothing going on. I can't recommend it enough. I know that not everybody has the opportunity to get to Hawaii, but if you do, oh boy, what a good! I was. Uh, what did, did people do anything for Fourth of July? I can see them not being incredibly patriotic about the uh, colonizers. Exactly. Yeah, I saw almost no celebration. No. Didn't even see anybody, you know, waving the flag. There was no, you know, street lined with American flags. No, they're not happy about it. It's not like it did them a bunch of favors. (laughs) Exactly. They're like, we were doing pretty good. Yeah. Peaceful natives. Yeah. I had a couple couple cider drinks and rode my bike to the top of the parking garage here and watched. Because... it's still, I mean, summer didn't start here until like three weeks ago. Now it's 100 mm. degrees, but it was pretty much raining almost all up until three weeks ago. It finally was like, oh, it's sunny and it's warm out. So mm-hmm. there wasn't like this forest fire risk with the fireworks. And you can buy them. They're legal here. So mm-hmm. it is kind of fun to ride around the neighborhood and see people just just sitting out in the, in the street with whatever they spent their money on. Mm-hmm. Blowing it up, so I just rode around, checked that out, and then I went to this parking garage. And it's funny, there's a security guard. He's just up. He's got to work Fourth of July, so he's just watching people setting them off in the parking lot. He didn't give a shit. You ever been a fireworks guy? You ever purchase fireworks? 
I, I feel like I, I never buy like I've I've had them, enjoyed them. I never went and bought any. Mm-hmm. But then somebody will give you a, like a you know some Roman candle. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Did you uh, do stuff like that when you were a kid? Did you have like a tradition every year, like a neighborhood I, thing? There was there was the big community fireworks down the street from our house that everybody would kind of park by our house and walk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being a, I remember being a little kid and having them in the driveway. And my dad had they were like tanks, so you'd light them and they just kind of putts real slow, <laughs> shooting sparks out their ass. But then they would blow up, you know. Mm-hmm. And my dad had like a old, like a Volkswagen Beetle, like seventies Volkswagen Beetle. So things just a gas tank on wheels you know mm-hmm. and a tank just scoots and he's not paying attention all of a sudden just scoots underneath the volkswagen he's like everybody inside <laughs> <laughs> like Oops. let this thing burn itself out and hopefully it doesn't destroy the family vehicles oh man but i remember that i remember my buddy bob like he had downstate cousins that would just come up with a bunch of illegal shit and that was he had a retention pond behind his house and we just went buck wild lighting stuff off Nice. Um, yeah, they're fun. I, they're, mm-hmm. you know, you can get into the qualms and the dangers of them, and I agree with all that too. But it's just unadulterated joy. I love that super white trash patriots mm-hmm. that are rah rah America use Mexican and Chinese technology to celebrate the independence of America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. No irony lost there. But, yeah, I, I dig them, man. I'm into them. Yeah. It's a good time. When I was a kid, we lived uh, at the top of a cul-de-sac. And it was a bigger than normal cul-de-sac for some reason. Like, it was just a big circumference. Fat sack. <laughs> fat sack. Dave lives down in fat sack. <laughs> it, was bulb, it was a bulbous sack. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the whole night, like, all the dads in the cul-de-sac would, like, get together and, and put on a little show in the middle of the cul-de-sac and, uh it was awesome. And I also remember, like, it was one of the only times of the year I was allowed to run around outside after dark. That, mm-hmm. maybe Halloween. I just remember being, and we'd catch uh, lightning bugs, get a little mason jar, go around oh, trying sure. to catch lightning bugs. But I just remember it was like one of the few times I was out playing after dark and just how exciting that was. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember, uh, I just remember one epic game of Ghost in the Graveyard. It was like, I don't know if it was a 4th of July or like some summertime holiday. And you know, you remember things different, but I like, mm-hmm. I'm like, there must have been 50 kids just running rampant through the whole neighborhood, just hiding in anybody's yard, climbing trees, getting on roofs just to play Ghost. And it was like, oh, yeah, that was like, I just remember that memory. Just being <laughs> like, oh, this is one of the best times I've ever had. Yeah. And then I think somebody, around that same time, little kid, where you like, somebody taught me about Bloody Mary or told me a story that scared the living shit out of me. Really? Like, just the idea that you as a child could summon a demon. Uh-huh. You know, if you say this thing <laughs> three times, a, a ghost will appear. Like, I can do that. <laughs> I can just make a ghost show up. I yeah. didn't need to know that. I already have burgeoning OCD at this age, and you're gonna tell me if I say something three times, a ghost will show up. Well, it's all, it's got to be all odd numbers for me here on out. Mm-hmm.
going back to the fireworks real quick. Uh, you may not know this story. There was a player in the NFL. I don't know if he's retired yet, but he played just a few years ago, and he was really good. It's a guy named Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, but back in 2015 on 4th of July, he was hanging out at a cookout and messing around with fireworks, and he blew, like, two of his fingers off. Yep. And then then continued to play in the NFL. So much for that. Oh, that's baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what, what position was he playing? Uh, he's like a defensive end. Yeah, he didn't okay, need his hands. You know I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't need... catching the ball. But yeah, he was still stubs. Yeah, but you still need those fingers to grab onto people and tackle them. But, uh, but yeah, just so. blew, blew a couple fingers clean off. That was a tweet that I did see from somebody. Like, it was July 3rd, and like, this is the last day somebody's going to have all 10 of their fingers. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't think about that. I always love – I obviously was away this year, but uh, there's been years past, especially here in Los Angeles, where, you know, like July 1st, just pew, boom, boom, boom. Like, dude, you can't wait until mm-hmm. the 4th. <laughs> you just always tell the idiots with no self-control, shoot them off July I mean, 2nd. You're in West Hollywood now, but if you live anywhere near East L.A., that's just oh. – I used it's to live in East Hollywood. Whenever. Yeah, that's just fireworks. <laughs> you just are, you just have fireworks. Yeah. You're like, 4th of July? What are you talking about? It's October. Got fireworks. I, I mean, this is probably a hack premise, especially in the South, but like there was always these big fireworks places. Like in Georgia, they were illegal. So right on the Alabama line or right on the Tennessee line, these big fireworks warehouses. What, what, what are they doing mm-hmm. the rest of the year? I mean, seriously, how do they... <laughs> pay the rent the rest of the year who's buying fireworks you know in december well you know, new year's maybe but well no they're they're always closed but i like what do they just how do they keep them safe mm. you know you think about a dry think about the hot hot weather and just oh mm-hmm. that's a building full of explode that's an armory mm-hmm. across from mm. a cracker barrel <laughs> Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, what? You got to move back to California. Do I? Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I know the economy's crumbling and crime is through the roof, but we got Duke's mayonnaise now. I saw that. I saw we that. Duke's in Los Angeles. I got Duke's here too, man. For a decade, I've been... <laughs> Yearning for my Dukes. I got to get it mail ordered. I, I buy my shit online. He's juking for Dukes. Dukes. Why didn't you just order Dukes? I mean, I do order Dukes. I, I buy it through Amazon, but now I can buy it in person. That's just very exciting to me. I did see that. I'm, I'm happy for you. Very exciting. I have some Dukes here. I do notice the difference in the Dukes. I enjoy Dukes. I mean, I know what you're talking about. I, I, you know, listen, I'm going to know different mayonnaises. I got you. I'm a Miracle Whip man myself, but if you got to get me to go to uh, regular mayonnaise, Dukes. Sure. Mayonnaise don't go bad. Nope. Sure doesn't. Dude, heard, I made some, heard my spiel. Made some red beans and rice last night. Mm. I, I saw all those pictures. Son, I saw that steak son, you were making. Son. That steak was from a few days ago, and I posted oh, okay. it. I, I'm sure people are like, boys, ate a steak and some red beans and rice on the same night. Uh, although that steak was beautiful, I bought bought it from a. Did you ever hit McCall's there in Los Feliz when you lived around there? Uh, I did. I know what you're talking. The, the butcher shop. Dude, yeah, yeah, real nice stuff. Real nice stuff. But uh, yeah, dude, red beans and rice, one of my favorites. 
I still, I'm not going to live long enough to do everything I want to do, but I, I really do hope I can find the time and the energy one day to open a food truck. Mm-hmm. And one cuisine that is terribly underserved in Los Angeles, obviously Southern food in general, uh, but, but Cajun food. I'd love to open a Cajun food truck. Just small menu, just red beans and rice, uh, gumbo, maybe shrimp and grits, maybe a po' boy, and just, just turn that shit out, man. Somebody made mention, because you were talking about that before, about where to get food. Somebody said the Little Jewel. I've been the there Little yeah, Jewel in, New Orleans. in Chinatown. Yeah, solid, real yeah. solid. But that's the only place I'm even aware of in Los Angeles. And it, it's it's good, but it's not... I mean, I don't want to shit on them. It's really, really good. It's solid. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, my beloved Baloo's and Baton Rouge or anything sure. like that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got, uh, we got a little food truck thing out here in, in Beaverton mm-hmm. that I rode to the other day. And uh, got me, like, I'm sure that the words will make you cringe, but I got some uh, some vegan gumbo. Hmm. And I uh, I almost asked, I'm like, this ain't vegan, right? Like, the you just really? put... You just put tofu instead of sausage in this thing, right? It was good. It was good like for by, by that I mean like oh shit. It, I mean I don't have the discerning palate for that cuisine like you do, mm-hmm. but it did, it was exactly what I wanted. Good for you, buddy. I'm and glad there's a few all, that. yeah. I've seen a few places that do Cajun food, and they always. I mean, it's Portland, so of course they cater to the hippies, which I like. Mm-hmm. I mean. There's some there's some vegan places that will make you feel worse than if you just ate the fast actual fast food version of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this was good, and they have like there's always like vegan gumbo, and I don't know if it's just easy to make vegan and just tofu or fake sausage instead of the real mm-hmm. thing that's in there. But man, it's it scratched an itch for me. I'll tell you that. That day, I think I was a little hungover. I made myself ride my bike down there. I was like, ooh, this is this is hugging me from the inside right now. Yeah, I could see that being an acceptable alternative. I mean, I like to make my roux with butter, so you got to have the roux. That's the base, equal parts, equal parts and, flour and fat. Whether and be so that would already oil. not be vegan if they make it with butter. That's I'm yeah, like, but, I think you did all this other stuff. But a lot of people make it with oil, so uh, oil's vegan, right? Duh, right? Yeah, I get yeah, vegetable yeah. Okay. oil. All right, yeah. okay, sure, uh, sure. So yeah, a lot of people make it with oil. I prefer butter, even though it is trickier because it, it, it you got to make sure it doesn't burn. Uh, uh-huh. it, it burns easier than oil. But yeah, you can make your roux with flour and oil. Um, the only other thing is like part of the the oomph of gumbo is the stock. You know, uh, yeah. Usually, you use a good chicken stock or something like that. I mean, yeah, you could use yeah. veggie stock. You're not going to have the deep, deep flavors that I'm always uh, on the search for. But uh, yeah, I can see them deep, deep flavors. But you know, uh, the rest of it is you know just the veggies, the Trinity with the with the bell pepper and the onion and the celery and the spices. So yeah, I could see gumbo being something um, that you could make vegan pretty easily. Yeah, I don't have like a I don't have a catalog to go back to. Like, well, it doesn't taste like this place makes. I don't have that, so this just tastes like. You know, some sort of chili adjacent stew thing with a bunch of stuff that I needed after going out the night before, <laughs> and it it was it was like a, I think it was like a kind of a little bit of a little drizzly day out here, so I was even perfect mm-hmm. for that. Mm. It was good stuff, man. Well, let's uh, you want yeah. speaking of that, I gotta go. We gotta grill some shrimp over here. 
Oh, there you still, go. Still eating them shrimp. I might, I might not be long for fish anymore. What do you mean? Like, I'm, it might be off the, might be off the menu for me. Why? I don't know. I think I'm just moving that way, slowly. Getting away from fish, huh? Maybe. I mean, we have shrimp right now. I'll tell you that. Well, but we'll we'll, least, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to make any bold statements, but uh, I might you be. Won't have uh, to put up with any mahi mahi. I think I've had mahi mahi and I've enjoyed it just fine. So I don't know what uh, was it dry? Too dry? Yeah, too dry. So in Poor, fish, some prepared fish. Or? Yeah, poorly. It's just overcooked, dry, too lean. Just no yeah. flavor, no fat. You've been old Connie and Ted since you've been in West Hollywood? I sure have, buddy. I oh, that's sure right. Have. They got the hot uh, the hot fish sandwich. Hot fish sandwich, buddy. I wonder if that's oh. back on the menu. I'll be down there yeah. soon enough. We got the sublet coming up, so we'll be back down there oh, live and in person. Strap in, buddy. Daiquiri yeah. Dave and Uncle Barbecue. <laughs> really flipping nicknames on that one, by the way. There you go. Well, let's listen. I'm going to wrap it up on just a good thing. Uh, as I look on the internet right here, first images from the old James Webb Space Telescope mm-hmm. came in, and I mean, it looks like uh, like uh, like some sort of Star Wars wallpaper you'd put on your computer screen. Okay, but since we know that that's not what it is, and that these are mm-hmm. all different universes, it is an incredible photograph. Nice. I haven't uh, seen it the, yet. I heard, I heard, I saw the headline, but I didn't click on it yet. Yeah, and so it's the uh, is according to ABC News. It's the highest resolution image of the universe ever captured, and uh, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said that the light seen on the image has been traveling for over thirteen billion years. So the light Damn. that we're that's how far away. That the light that we're seeing in this photo is from 13 billion years ago. Now, if you want to feel even smaller just being in the ocean, mm-hmm. ch- chew on that one, buddy. Jeez. Yeah, I can't even wrap my mind around it. <laughs> it's insane. Wow. And this is just, uh, yeah, this is just like a test image. This is just the beginning. So well, let's yeah. try and look at the good news. Um. That uh, we're going to find something wild out there. I hope so. I just yeah. hope it's not a fake gorilla skull. Yeah. I mean, Where are you going to be I this? I think uh, it was. I think it was. I'm sorry <laughs> to break your heart. Where are you going to be this weekend? You, get, you going back out? Philadelphia this weekend. We're back on the road. We're hitting it hard now. Yeah, Philadelphia this weekend. Louisville next weekend after that. Bloomington, Indiana the weekend after that. And then Pickathon here up in Oregon after that. Nice. You're going to do what? some uh, little little acoustic, little banjo? What are you going to do? Yeah, strumming and a picking. A little um, manly. Yeah, I'm just going uh, to provide enough jokes to make your strings tingle, buddy. There you go, buddy. But yeah, it's like a little music festival out here that I'm doing. So, but Philly Helium, I've always had fun there. So I'll be back there in a couple of days. Tickets are going, so so get nice. some get some now. Yeah, I'll be there August 23rd. Okay, the, yeah. the, the, the Helium. Yeah, Helium in Philly. Uh, August 24th, I'll be at Helium in Buffalo. Um, more recently, uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday the 16th, you could see me in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the 18th, Monday, next Monday, I'll be in Apple Valley, California. So play all the big markets. 
buddy. It's not about the big markets anymore. It's about it's about That's going right. to where people want to see you. That's true. That's you, true. You're 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 a man of the people, Dave. And the people live everywhere. That's true. People do live everywhere. Oh yeah. All right. Patriot Patreon.com slash boogie monster, four dollars a month. Two bonus episodes every month. Get on that shit. Get yeah, on that doggy. shit, dog. Get on that shit. Yeah, doggy. All right, buddy. Will you hold it down? Glad you Try had a good vacation. Say. Yeah, glad you got, great vacation. I'm glad you got a real uh, break from the grind. Yeah, yeah. I needed, uh, I needed a break, man. My life is pretty stressful, so got to break it up. <laughs> Want to go? Hey, uh, Dave go watch the Braves. Need some mayonnaise. Yeah, buddy. Ugh. All right, buddy. Oh, good talking to you, man. We'll uh, we'll holler at you next week. Likewise, you be good. The Boogie Monster. Network.